Let us pray. God who waits with us, the waters rise, and the spaces we have created, love are destroyed. Protect us from despair. We know that natural disasters only amplify the injustice and equity already present in our social system. Be near to the most vulnerable, those whose communities will go neglected in the wake of relief and rebuilding. Those whose spaces will be left behind when leaders begin to strategize what to restore and when. Be with them in the immediacy of their need, bringing the kind of provision that is not the praxis of someone else's savior complex, but the product of deep solidarity. Grant them sacred agency in the midst of their devastation that we would believe them when they communicate their needs and act in accordance, and bring comfort to the anxiety that is rising in the bodies of so many right now. Draw us into your breath that we might find our souls steadied in you. Amen. Another beautiful prayer by Cole Arthur Riley, writer and creator of Black Liturgies. There seems to be a theme throughout our readings today. King Solomon continues to share his wisdom with us through the prophet Proverbs. James is speaking of loving our neighbors as ourselves. And Mark taking us through Jesus' experience in Tyre with the Syrophoenician woman and the deaf man with a speech impediment. In all of these lessons today, a clear reminder that God is the maker of us all. These statements of truth based on human experiences that King Solomon shares with us remind us that though we may be different, the Lord sees us all. This book containing hundreds of Proverbs invites us to seek out different meanings they can mean so much depending on who says them and how and their own circumstances. They were written to, to allow us to rely on each other to create meanings based on our own experiences. And as Bishop Bob Wright reminds us in his weekly devotional, how do we get a good name? We get a good name by following God's plan for equity, justice, service, simplicity, generosity, forgiveness, and conflict resolution, especially when those things cost us big. A good name comes to us when we recognize that an outward and visible sign of the inward and spiritual grace of life with God is truth and fairness in large and small matters. And then there's James, who in our appointed lesson today seems to be challenging us to wonder what the relationship is between faith and works. And I agree with Reverend Hannah, who last week painted a different picture of James, perhaps James responding to the gifts of God. It seems that James, as a brother of Jesus, was offering us a collection of teachings with a sense of urgency similar to the book of Proverbs, seeing our faith as trusting in God 
Living out the word leads to instructions that both personal and communal levels to a strong stand in favor of social justice. A justice that is for all, a God that is for all. For those even whom we may consider outsiders. Our gospel reading reminds us of this. Mark, as I have mentioned before, in my opinion, feels pretty to the point with his writing, giving the facts and not always going into detail or delivering more than necessary. But here, making sure to tell us of this woman, who at the time is a cultural and ethnic outsider. Here in Tyre, a predominantly Gentile area, Yesterday, I attended a service of remembrance for victims of gun violence. The service, along with other activities this weekend, was coordinated by retired Episcopal Bishop of Newark and co-founder of Bishops Against Gun Violence, Mark Beckwith, along with Red Letter Christians, co-founder Shane Claiborne, among other religious leaders. As you may or may not know, the NRA had planned their convention here in Houston this weekend, but due to COVID, it had to be canceled. The intention of this service at the cathedral yesterday and all these other local events happening was not a protest against the National Rifle Association, but rather a gathering to mourn and to listen, to hold space together to offer a witness of hope in our community. Of course, we started with statistics and everything that data is showing us about guns. But we also heard from three mothers who had lost their children to gun violence here locally in Houston. And I remember reading about these articles, watching it on the news as it unfolded and thinking to myself, this is so sad, this is horrible. And I remember that very moment stopping to pray. But, that, but to be completely honest with you, it wasn't until yesterday that I had thought of them again. It is not until we are like the Syrophoenician woman begging God for healing that we can experience the urgency of the matter. Today, some of you may be wondering what is up with my orange stole. For, it, for one, it doesn't match everything else this morning. And some may even say that it's not a liturgical color. Liturgically incorrect, as some would say. But since around 2016, Reverend Dr. Eric Bunsen had this idea of orange stoles and now you will see many used today by clergy. Reverend Dr. Eric, who also considers himself a church geek, did a lot of research before choosing the color orange, even discovering that it was once considered an alternative to green for the Sundays of ordinary time. But this movement in the Episcopal Church has now grown. The Wear Orange movement supports reasonable gun sales and gun ownership regulation. And you can find more information about Episcopalians United Against Gun Violence on Facebook or by visiting bishopsagainstgunviolence.org. 
Now, I don't think that these events and the recent laws passed in Texas are an accident or a coincidence. I believe that they serve as reminders for us to take action, to do what is within, within our own reach, to be witnesses of hope and mercy in a broken world. It is our reminder that God is for us, that God walks with those mothers who lost their children, that God is for these mothers when they cry out, that God is for these parents who may feel like outsiders when their lives completely stopped in a world that just keeps going. God is with us in our weeping and rejoicing. Last Sunday, Richard Edgar passed away. Husband of 48 years of Judith, father, grandfather, a longtime parishioner of Trinity, a former vestry member and musician, just to name of the, just a few of the ways in which he gifted and blessed this world. Now we will celebrate his life here next Saturday, September 11th. But I also invite you to think and pray for Judith and all of Richard's family as they also start to think about what this means and maybe feel left out. To remember Judith when we also return to our everyday lives. May we be generous with our love, sharing that which God has given us. Lifting one another when one is down. It is in sharing even pain that we experience God. As Brene Brown reminds us on empathy versus sympathy, it is not about fixing because it's probably not even within our ability to do that. It is about actually putting our own stuff aside and seeing from others' eyes. So hard when our brains are wired to run from pain including emotional pain. Yet our theme today, or our message, or the good news this morning, is that we all belong to God. And God seeing and loving others the way God sees us. Today we are called to listen to the tears of others, to respond to all as God responded, even to those whom we least expect. I've always loved this quote from Archbishop Oscar, Oscar Romero, and I was reminded of it last night by one of the presenters at the Remembrance Service, so I had to mention it again today. There are some things that can only be seen through eyes that have cried. So I end by inviting you to listen to Tony Bellhue's poem, A Friend and Mentor, you might have heard this poem played at my ordination. It's titled, Wild Child. She continues to serve God in the midst of everything happening in her life and in her ministry. She wrote this poem while she was in seminary and now is a recently ordained priest in the Diocese of Western North Carolina. And her poem says, God provided a wild child to promote courage, a wild child to help you bear your soul. 
a wild child to affirm your existence. For God knew you before you were born. Jesus is the word for all who will listen. The word that says, come to me. The word that is to be shared with others in their time of hope and need. The Trinity guides all the mothers, sisters, and aunts to live their lives in comunidad, knowing that each day brings blessings. You may have to focus to see. So, wild child spirit, below where you are, give us courage to listen and to learn. Wild child spirit, wrap us in your arms to feel the love of the blessed Trinity. Amen.